We are the super nerdy sailor guardians who fight for love and justice. And this is Across the Mooniverse. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Across the Mooniverse. We are talking about episode 10, The Cursed Bus, Enter Mars, the Guardian of Fire. Happy Moon Day, Madeline. <gasps> Happy Moon Day, Mike. Uh, I agree with everything she's said so far, <laughs> uh, but I believe that her cadence was off for the title. Oh. It is this, The Cursed Bus. Enter Mars! <laughs> Guardian of Fire! What a great. I mean, Take what, my hand. I want an episode named after me. And, <laughs> I don't even care the Guardian of Garbage Bags! You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's awesome. And so much better than. The House of Fortune is a monster match. <laughs> That's going to be what follows the colon. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Sailor Mercury got a little chipped because it was like, the genius girl is a monster? Okay. Yes. So, happy moon day. Happy moon day. So now we agree that it should yes. be answered. And anyway, let's just briefly talk about the opening. Yes. Elements change. Not as much as in The Simpsons, where every opener is, is different. Mm -hmm. But certain certain things have changed. Mm -hmm. Here we are, only ten episodes in, mm -hmm. and we have a transformed opening title sequence. Mm -hmm. um, and I just have to say that in this particular title sequence, mm -hmm. Tuxedo Mask's cape is fire. And not that it's actually fire. I mean, fire like the kids say for cool. <laughs> I, that particular is like, it's almost like the Harry Potter cloak, but, but nobody, there is that, the background. I mean, there is not that image that gets projected on the cloak. I mean, it's like rainbow stars. So good, good on you, Tuxedo Mask. And then I went back to the first episode. Uh -huh. It's like a burlap sack. Yeah. It's not, not a fancy cape. No. All of that money he's saving in only throwing one rose. He's investing in capes. <laughs> yeah, his cape budget. Yeah, that's roof. that's why that's why he only throws one rose so that he can afford nicer capes. If he was yeah. buying bouquets of ro roses, die pretty quickly. Yes. So if he's buying bouquets of roses, his money sink right there. Yeah. <laughs> you would think. I mean, you you would think that somebody in, in his position. Or just have a permanent rose made, like a, a permanent rose. Yeah, but then you would have to go fetch it every time. Oh, we're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. Moon tiara boomerang. Well, it's a boomerang. Does she call that out every time in the in the, in the the manga? Is that her, her call out? Yeah. It's, it's not action? It's yeah, boomerang. it's boomerang. Yeah. yeah. I like that better. Well. Moon tiara action sounds like, like yeah, that's, you know, that's for the slow kids. Yeah. Moon tiara boomerang. Reminder that Mike is getting that information because I did gift him with the first volume of the Eternal Edition. Yeah, and so, so you be more to pick on. <laughs> you oh, read. It's actually been helpful. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You read Act One and Act Two on that. No. No. No, you I just, just I just read. You just op yeah. opened the book and went. Yeah. Oh ah. And you saw, as we discussed in the very first episode, her little goggles. 
I didn't look at those. I, I flipped right ahead. I didn't look at that. I flipped right ahead. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get too far ahead. And mm-hmm. I saw, what was the image I saw that let me know? I was like, oh, I saw, uh, I saw Ray's hair. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is, where, yeah. this is where it's at. But the start of the episode, I have that we get a couple of, we get some new information from Queen Beryl and Jadeite. Oh, so we're into, we're into well, did you have anything before then? Aside from oh, no. Tuxedo Mask's no, cape once, is on fire. Again, we have a BJ opening. I'm just yeah. wanted to say that. I still object to that. Daryl Jade, I, no, I still object to that. Right. No, but we get information because this is the first mention we have of the Ginsui show, the Silver Crystal. Yes, I was yeah. going to ask it. I assumed that I had missed that previously. Nope, it has not been mentioned before. So it's, just, it's just kind of like... This is like lore dump, the episode. But if, if it, So, lame, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a lame card out uh-huh. because um, they made it seem like we should know what it is. It's true. They really do. They're just like, by the way, they, they we can't let them get this thing first. This is the first time we've mentioned it, so... Meh. Well, but, yeah, and then, you know, for me personally, because I'm emotionally crippled in certain mm-hmm. areas and I have a lot of fear that I'm losing my mind to dementia, the princess thing was mentioned before. Yes. And it only they're, with me later on. Yeah, they're looking for the princess. They might have said, Luna might have said that they were looking for the Gaines Weezhu, but I am almost positive that she didn't. But, of course, this is episode 10 and, you know... Seven of the seven of the ten episodes that we've watched so far have been filler. filler yeah. So it's, it's another thing we're going to talk about: my awakening. So back it up a little bit to mm-hmm. major plot point. Yeah, princess. They're looking for a princess. They're looking for a princess. Point. Yours truly missed it. That's how well they did. At, at <laughs> another major plot point introduced uh, in, in a conversation between B and J. Ben and Jerry. Caused me to have, like, ah, I missed this too. Why, how am I missing no. these characters? Main, it's their main motivation. Yeah. It's it's why they are doing evil. Yeah. Evil doers. And it's, it's dropped as if it's like, oh, you didn't catch that in episode one. Well, you're, you're not cool. You're not paying attention. So I almost went back to see if that was in episode one, too. But mm. no, Luna, no. Luna, when you're going to explain the show to the audience, which is somewhat of what you do in an episode like episode one mm-hmm. go right ahead and include major motivations for your enemies yeah as as something to talk about yeah because before this we were just like oh they're out to get energy 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 and this is also the first time that they actually referred to themselves as the dark kingdom right i would have yeah. to wait until episode 10 because i asked the question where are they what's going on what, what yeah who are these people yeah. What's their story? So I have Queen Barrel buffing and shining the floating scepter. Yes. Because that, what is going on? It's like she's making pottery in four dimensions or something. I wish I could make pottery in four dimensions. Uh, which, and then people are going, oh, the fourth dimension is time. Which is exactly what I thought when I saw there was a, somewhere in this episode, they say something about the fourth dimension. And it's, they're referring to it in, in an object sense. No, like the fourth dimension is time. So the fourth dimension, time. there's a, well, yes, but there's a video game called Star Ocean Until the End of Time. <laughs> it's this really, basically, the characters that you play for mo- majority of the game all of a sudden realize that they're video game characters. And so they find a way to get to the fourth dimension and they leave the video game and go to the real world. And then you spend a part of the game playing in the real world. Time. Basically, but. Instead of a real person going into the video game, and then it was like the reverse. Right, 
Wreck-It Ralph didn't ever leave the video game. He, I mean, he went to the internet, but that's really not going into real life. So, it would be like if Ralph showed up in the arcade and started wrecking the cabinets. Right, yeah. So. He, he, that wouldn't have happened. He was busy in Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Luna. Yeah. I'm beginning to like less and less. She throws some serious shade at Usagi. She's like, she is being real hateful so, now that... So you know what I'm getting at. Ami-chan is here. She's just like... Ami-chan's like, oh, I gotta go because I gotta do this and I gotta, you know, study and this is important because we're looking for the princess and all of this stuff and we need to be focused. And uh, when Luna's kicking out with Usagi, it's nothing but criticisms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of aloof, a lot of making errors, a lot yeah. of, you know, just generally not friendly. Yeah. And also, Luna walks side by side with Sailor Moon. Mm. Luna runs and jumps into the arms yeah. of, of Ami. And uh, did I say that right? Because I mean, trying Ami. Well, you can say Amy. It's fine. Okay. Because uh, um, that's technically what yeah. it is. But I just say it with the Japanese pronunciation because okay. uh, that's what I do. Um, so, and then Luna refers to Ami's motivations as being admirable. Yeah. And then, as if that's not enough, yeah. to say, "Hey, oh, your your motivations are admirable." And you don't even have to throw the dirty look. And but she goes ahead and she spells it right out. Yeah. Unlike someone else I know. Yeah. Really low. Oh yeah. She's just like, You're not as studious, Usagi. Fuck you. And I'm like, Luna. Ugh. I almost I just want you to know I almost almost said a spoiler and then I didn't. So <laughs> I stopped myself. Obviously Luna has a sweet collection of pens and is is one of one of her job duties. But isn't she supposed to like coach these girls? Isn't she yeah. That's her job. Basically, putting someone down as not being admirable or Mm -hmm. worthy of of being admired, that's not morale motivation. No. No. That's not how you win hearts. That's like, that's like Joe Sargent gonna give you PTSD later versus like uplifting teacher who inspires you to go follow your dreams. And as has already been established in the show, no one suffers more than a kid who gets bad grades. Mm-hmm. So you just you know, just no one knife in a little bit further. Exactly. Come on. You, so you know what? Yeah, and then chill. And then as uh, Usagi is dealing with all of this horrible criticism, in comes Naru, and she has a name, and I wrote it down, and I mentioned it in another episode, but I don't have it in front of me. But other friend, and they're like, "Oh hey, did you guys hear about this spooky ass bus?" Yeah. So at the bus stop, right? Mm-hmm. And where at are they going? The bus Is it after stop. school? Yep. Okay. It's after school oh, that's, that's right. because Ami's going to cram that's school. She's going to, she's going to cram school. Where, and where are they headed? The, um, the other... Who knows? They might be going home. They might be going to the shopping center. Bus so they're, tra- they're not taking the 6, the 6 p.m. bus. No. Bus transportation is exceedingly common in Japan because much like the Portland metro area where it's pretty reliable, and you you gave me the, eh, I guess so, oh, head nice. nod. But coming uh, after having visited family in Kansas City, there's a bus terminal, like the transit center, and every single time I have ever driven by, regardless of what time of day it is, I have never seen a single bus in that bus depot. And I've never seen a single, single person there, too, because their bus system is completely unreliable. No one, there's no times, there's no nothing like that. So a lot of people don't do public transportation there. We're, you and I are extremely lucky to live in an area where public transportation is pretty decent in the Portland metro area. When did they build them? When did they build the first backlog? Long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I think they were like right after the party. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Portland's always been, and you know, not always my favorite fact when I'm mm-hmm. stuck on one of two freeways. <laughs> That's yes. it. It's not. Yeah. No, but we have C-Tran, we have TriMet, we have the Max, you know, a lot of stuff. And it's similar in Japan. They have the subway, they have the regular train, they have buses, all of that stuff. And they make it extremely easy to go do these things because they have... You know what else they have in Japan? What? Dirigibles. I think they have dirigibles everywhere, but in Japan they have carp dirigibles. Thank you. You're welcome. No, but they have these little things called Suica cards, and I still actually have mine. I've showed it to you multiple times. But it's like a little debit card, but you like, you load money on it at a station, and then you, when you go past the little turnstiles or you get on the bus, you just, you know, tap it to the little reader, and it takes that amount of money off of your card. So a bus pass. Yeah, a bus pass. But it works for basically every mode of public All, transportation. Like multiple, just. Yeah. So, and it's super convenient. And you can use your Suica card at, like, vending machines and other places like that. So, it's... Sweet. It's great. Japan. Just have credit cards paper. Because they don't do credit cards really that often. Japan is very much a, a physical paper money coin based economy. Like, I did get a credit card. I didn't have to, but I got a credit card for when I went to Japan for the instances where I might be in a place where I didn't have enough cash or whatever, or they accepted card. I could put it on there, but they won't accept debit cards and they typically do everything in cash. Right. Well, that that is <clears throat> one way to avoid having your freedoms taken from you without you noticing it. That's true. But we were talking about bus yeah. passes. Bus passes. If, if anyone would like to learn more about bus passes throughout our nation or other nations yes. worldwide, use the internet. Yeah. But then they talk about how, where this bus, this mysterious evil bus that they're talking about, the six o'clock bus, happens is this place where, and it's a real life physical place too, because a lot of where Sailor Moon takes place is in actual, the actual Juban district, which is where... Uh, Naoko. Are you talking about the, the Hikawa Shrine? The shrine itself? The, I don't know if the shrine exists, but the, uh, the, the five points where all the five streets meet is an actual physical place. Re- yeah. Remind me, if I forget, remind me that okay. I, I want to talk about that when we get into dimensional portals. I will. So but this is- Na- Naoko uh, Takeuchi, she, most of the Juban district and like where Sailor Moon lives is an actual place that you can actually go and see. Because that's where Naoko is from. And so she based a lot of Sailor Moon's... Did you say she's Sailor Moon's mom? Or... Naoko? She's the author? No, can, when you go to those places... Oh, no, no, no. You can see where she lives. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, don't think you can be like, hey, there's Usagi Tsukino's house, or what it's based off of. But you can go like to the, the place where the five roads meets, where it's talking about this is where the six o'clock bus goes. And you can go... Like, there are certain other things. Like, the jewelry store that Naru and her mom have. Yeah. There is a jewelry store that's actually based off of and all of this stuff. So you can go and do like a Sailor Moon sightseeing tour in the Juban district in nice. Tokyo. So that's my on my bucket list for the next time I go. Can I, are, you, are you taking me next time you go to Japan? I would love to take you so next then time I, I go. Then, I, then I'll know for sure that you've been to Japan. Yes. <laughs> um, so this is what's happening for me mm-hmm. when I'm watching this other than just being fed up with Luna's BS at this point what I'm noticing is is that very early in the episode we've mm-hmm. got our girls um, 
they're talking about these odd occurrences mm-hmm. very early in, mm-hmm. in the way that these stories are being told. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very specific. You know, th- listen to this. And it's like, it's like law and order. Like, dum dum, like they're following <laughs> a sequence of events. It's very procedural, if you will. Yeah. And I just wrote the odd occurrences that indicate schemes for energy theft <laughs> are, are reported early. Yeah. And, um, they're and almost. Here's the other, here's, okay, here's the other thing. It's the storytelling is more specific, mm-hmm. more serious. Mm-hmm. Also, the victims are innocent. Yeah. Okay. Previous uh, energy theft scenarios, the victims are greedy or they're lovesick or they're they're self-seeking. Well, I mean, the victims at the cram school, I don't necessarily think I would consider them to be... Because it's very common in Japan to go to cram school. Or the people who needed clocks... I don't think the, Okay, yeah, well... So... But, but you're just... Like, these people are just going home. Yeah. They, they just are aware of... Yeah. On the bus. They're just taking the bus somewhere. Yeah. They, they, they weren't... They were literally kidnapped. Right. I mean, it, I was starting to... I guess maybe I was starting to, to kind of make assumptions that they were doing... Like, you're doing American horror movies. Yeah. The more grievous your sin, the sooner you die in the sequence of, of murders. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... So, okay, well, well yeah. explain that. Like, why is the first time they mentioned the police? Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff has gone down. Nine episodes of baddies. Well... Have we seen the police before? Yes. Okay. Because we saw the case gun, the police, in episode... Oh, fuck. What episode was it? The one with the... Episode 7. J-Dite and, and Japan's Got Talent. Cop show up? Yeah. Because the, the cop, the case gun, shows up and he's like, why are all these middle schoolers out of school? What are you guys doing? And then that's when he gets brainwashed along with the manager. So... We see them. So they're just what not. Is we're, they're beginning to build the paper trail. Now the mm-hmm. police are on the, hey, this, mm-hmm. bus, this bus has gone missing. If Let me ask you a question. Yes, always. You can ask me whatever you want. If your primary mode of transportation mm-hmm. somewhere disappears into thin air and nobody mm-hmm. can find it, do you get on it the next day? No. That's right. Those people have to come. <laughs> um, I, then, I mean, I have anxiety riding the bus normally. Yeah. Yeah. So. For me to triangle bus, forget it. <laughs> um, that, and then the, I asked, yeah, I was going to see if, um, what Hakawa, is that how you say Hakawa Shrine? Hikawa Shrine, yeah. I, is that a deity? Is that, is that a um, Let me, let me ask the intern. Intern, look this up. Oh, by the way, intern, you're doing great. I just want to let you know that we really appreciate your hard work. I'm sorry if I said unkind words that hurt your feelings. I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm, I'm just... I'm being very sincere. I'm just trying to make sure that you guys have all the information you need. Tell so. me about shrines. I want to learn about shrines. I will surely give you some shrines. Uh, no, the Hikawa Shrine is an actual shrine. There are two Hikawa Shrines. And, and, to, and, whom, and to whom do you worship at said shrine? Hikawa Shrine, Hikawa Jinja, is a Japanese Shinto shrine in Omiyaku, uh, Saitama, Saitama Prefecture. Surrounding the shrine is a large park in which there are many cherry blossom trees, a zoo, and museum. The district of Omiya, literally Great Shrine, derives from the special favor shown by Emperor Meiji, who raised Hikawa above all other shrines in the Kanto region. So that's the deity, Meiji? No, that's the Emperor, Emperor Meiji. Emperor, okay. As many as... 290 daughter shrines exist across Japan, all named Hikawa. Most are small, but all are considered dwelling places of Susano, the Shinto god of the sea and storms. Makes no sense for our story, but okay. I know. <laughs> because 
What do we find out at the uh, at the Hikawa Shrine of Susudio? Um, su su studio. Oh my God! I was gonna make that reference, but you got there for, for me. Um, no, I. You already paid it. I already made it. Yeah, I talked over you. I well, I was reading. I know you were doing. I was. I, I was being the intern. Phil Collins solo. Damn you, Phil right. Collins! So who? You're the reason I fell asleep watching Tarzan. Hey, who's this tall drink of water with the dark hair? Who indeed? That would be Hino Resan, or Ray Hino is her name. Which, did you know that each of their names, we've already talked about Usagi's full name, Usagi Tsukino, or Tsukino Usagi, which means rabbit of the moon. Yes. Ami Mizuno, Mizuno means of the water, like Mercury. And Hino, shocker of all shockers, means of fire. Fire? Ray of fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flame? Flame? Well, let me tell you exactly what her her full name means. The kanji of Rei's surname translates to fire and field or civilian. Uh, her given name in katakana is Rei, and therefore difficult to translate. Uh, possible meanings include spirit or companion or cool or zero and bell. Spirit is probably most likely because she's psychic, as we learn. It says, the first being most commonly assumed, perhaps due to the part to her initial power, fire soul. So, because katakana is the alphabet used for foreign loan words, it may also be intended as a Western name or word, just the name Ray. So, so we learned that. Um, thank you. You're welcome. It's very informative. Yeah, yeah. So then something happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're, we're having our introduction to the temple. Yes. And a silly, silly man shows up. Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Oh no no no! Some, something happens before that, and I think okay. you're you're missing out on something okay. very important. All right. Speaking of silly men, there's some girls who are putting some prayers out and getting some luck charms, and they're basically like, "Senpai, notice me, please." And then, oh, who's the person that does notice them? Who is it? Who is it, Mike? Oh. What silly man notices them? Yes, you know, I, you're right. I did miss this. The undercover janitor? The the undercover janitor, a.k.a. Jadeite, wearing shrine clothes. He didn't even change his hair color. He didn't even wear glasses this time. In fact, the only thing he's got going for him is he's got, like, a constant shadow over his eyes. He looks like... I mean, I don't... He looked to me like he was in a beginner karate class. Right? With that outfit. Fucking Jadeite. And, and, and we're going to go further into this, though, because I... He goes deep cover. I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty, like, right under the noses of... of I mean... Normally, he's he's more removed. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, okay. But then, the silly man you're referring to... Yes. Okay, so... The pedophile and the lich... Jadeite sucks, and he... Damn you, Jadeite. I refuse to believe you're about... This comes up a little later, but if Luna recognizes you, then your oh, disguise yeah. isn't fucking good, Jadeite. Yeah. I just wrote, Luna not fooled by the master of disguise. Yeah. Master was in all caps. Yeah. Can I? Okay. But going back to Ray's grandpa. Yeah. No, going back even further to a little movie called Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Mickey Rooney. I recall, I think we both kind of liked it. <laughs> I remember that film. Um, Mickey Wright plays a man from mm-hmm. the Asian continent. I'm not, the, one of the most racist portrayals. Clear of, which, oh, which, it's... Which country he's supposed to be from. Ooh. I think it's China. And Oh, it's bad. Okay. 
I'm Mr. Colightly. That's essentially what this guy is, this crazy old grandpa. This crazy old grandpa is a lech. And um, if you look in your if you look in your manga at Act Three, you'll see that the manga depiction of Ray's grandpa is entirely different from the anime depiction. The anime depiction, he is a short, round, bald man with lots of wrinkles who is kind of creepy. And he's Mickey Rooney from Breakfast at Tiffany. Yeah, I mean, he's, Ugh. I couldn't even find him in, in, the, in the comic book. Yeah, because I was, I, I was I was skimming. Yeah, and, and I I didn't see any goofy little because Mr. Golightly. No, no, no. Because in the manga, he is about the same height as Ray. He's got a sort of hair that's similar to Omino's, and he's got a mustache. Huh. And he, so he looks nothing like he does in the anime. And he is on some good drugs. Because yeah. if you look at him dancing around, mm-hmm. it's like someone's got their, their PlayStation controller. Yeah. And they're just mashing buttons. That's they're, me they're, in fighting just, games. Just, yeah, exactly. It's me playing yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. But the, the creepy, creepy part is that he is totally hitting on these 14-year-old girls. So... That's, gra- that's gra- creepy, but somebody of questionable age... He's not of questionable fancy. age. He's not of questionable age. Who dresses fancy? That's not creepy. He's, no, it's not because he's not of questionable. I, you know what? 17? No, I. You don't ask. It's seventeen. Okay. Did you look it up? No. He's not seventeen. I'm gonna look it up right now because yeah. I I looked it up the other day and I can't remember it off the top of my head. But I looked it up the other day because I got Maybe he's so. From a different planet where they're, they're he's he's not from a different. He's not from a different planet. I can guarantee you that. I tried to give him an hour. <laughs> I will tell you how old Tuxedo Mask is when he first appears, and then you can right. shut the fuck up. Okay. He's 17, huh? Okay. He is 17. He's 17 years old, you guys. 17. Seven- Wearing a tuxedo. So, yeah, he is. And he's throwing roses around with that kind of accuracy. Yeah, yeah he is. I'm calling bullshit. He's 17 years old. He is 17 years old. How old is how, how old is this how you? Fourteen. There's not only a three year difference. It's not creepy. Yeah, a little bit it is. I mean, those are big years. It's, a lot happens in those years. But I'm, I'll let it, I'll let it die sort of for now, maybe. It's not creepy. Alright. I want to talk about Shrine Maidens. Shrine Miko. That's what they're called, Miko. Maiden in and of itself is Miko mm-hmm. being unwed. Like the uh, Japanese words Miko and Fujo, female shaman and shrine maiden, respectively. So Miko means female shaman. 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 Ding dong. Right. No, but Ray shows up and Usagi is actually crushing on her hardcore. She's like, oh my god, she is so beautiful and mysterious. Uh, Maybe I should get a job here and part time. What's her story? Ooh. Hit me up. Ray, Miko, Shrine Maiden. Well, and then there's the thing where she's that. Uh, actually, I wanted your opinion. On this. Yeah. SM says that she she'd like to do that part time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. What's that? Wink, wink, in, nudge, in, in nudge. The, I'd like to do that part time. <laughs> I'm sure there's some fan fiction about that. So sure. then, um, right at that moment, the girls who got the charm from the red shirts. Yeah. Jada's watching him, and then he does some secret magic yeah. shit, and Ray's psychic abilities go wonkadoodle, and she's just yeah. like, some evil's around, what the fuck? And then she goes, Akrio Taisan, which is evil spirits be gone, is what that means. 
and she fucking slaps a talisman on Usagi's face. Question. Yes. Does Jadeite collect the energy of young girls in love? Young girls wishing for love. Technically in this episode, yes. With his hands. <laughs> well, he didn't actually collect them. He just... He basically, what he did was he just kind of brainwashed them so that they would get on the bus without question. Uh, so he he put the Swami on. Yes. Okay. Because that's it's good because I was going to be like, if Jadeite can just collect the energy with his hands. Why is he doing all of this? Yeah, we don't need these convoluted coyote schemes that every single one of them fails and the Roadrunner gets away. It's unbelievable. So, I just, I'd like to point out that... Ed, at this point in the episode, mm-hmm. you're, I have many questions and I don't mm-hmm. know. I have a sense, a feeling, something's not quite right. Mm-hmm. Like right from the get-go with the very specific law and order type. Dun-dun. Yeah, procedural. Um, I felt like, did, did they fire the writers and hire new ones? And, and then it occurred to me, the writer mm-hmm. wrote something before cartoon. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have a copy of, of said work. It was given yeah. to me as a gift by my very good friend. And, now go. Uh, yeah, so all of those filler episodes where not a lot happens, that's just that's just the hired lackeys doing something to kind of fill the the time while she continues to write the manga. And I, I wasn't there yet. I, yeah. just, I just knew that the writing scene... And see, I just imagined writer's rooms like how mm-hmm. I saw them when I worked in, oh, yeah. in, in the movie business. You know, there were, there were places you didn't want to go. Things mm-hmm. happened in there, you, you, and every so often, one, one of those writers would leave, another one would come in, and it would just be like a different kind of soda in the refrigerator and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I imagine... But there were writers on, the, on mm-hmm. this, because they had to write the filler episodes. Mm-hmm. And the filler episodes are... Oh, we'll, we'll get there. We're, we're almost there, to my, yeah. to my grand unifying theory. <laughs> and then, you know, Usagi gets passed out. We cut to the room where... She's recuperating and all this stuff. And Jadite comes in and he's like, here, have some tea and shit, and ma'am. And Luna's like, that's when Luna is like... I've seen him before. That guy looks super familiar. Yeah. I don't like it. And I'm like, you're damn right, Luna. Also, fuck you, Jadite. You master of fucking disguise. Fuck you. <laughs> don't... Okay, so, I mean, Jadite is... He's a, he's a ranked official... What is he, a general, we decided? Yes. He's a general in the army of the Dark Kingdom. Yes, he's he's like he's he's a boss. He's a, yeah. he's, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big boss fight. Yeah, Luna thinks he looks familiar. Well, to be fair, Luna's technically only seen him once. But he's a really really bad guy. Like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, considering when the first time that Luna saw him was back when we were talking about jazz. Mm. So. Yeah. You know we're yeah. back. Back, back talking about jazz, and then we had a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of monsters happen since then. Um, the thought that I think Luna's in, in on it. <laughs> so then, while they are all sitting there and recovering and whatnot, uh, this lady comes in and she's like, "What the fuck did you do to my daughter?" Oh right, yeah, Ray. And she's just like, "I didn't do anything. Your daughter came and bought a charm. Fuck you." And she's like, "No, you you guys. There's a there's a." special prayer that happens at this time that makes people go on the bus and she's like we've been doing that prayer forever shut the fuck up like ray doesn't fuck around she doesn't care about customer service she is the customer service representative that we all want to be when the yeah. shitty person comes in she's yeah. like get out of my shrine yeah. well, you don't understand it, fuck it, you but i think i think a lot of that bravado is, mm-hmm. is rooted in her abs- absolute 
horror mm-hmm. of her grandfather. That her grandfather is allowed to behave that way. Yeah. So she's like, yeah. she's like, listen, I got, I got, I got a shit deal and mm-hmm. a happy little deity kiosk, and I'm yeah. not in the mood for your shit. You know, that's yeah. essentially where it's coming from. That's what I basically, get yeah. yeah. And so then we cut to Usagi and Luna leaving after she's recovered. And Luna's like, yo, there's something evil afoot. And Usagi's like, yeah, probably. And she's like, we need to call uh, Ami-chan. And she's like, she's busy. And she's like, she's busy. She's doing it. And she's like, no, no, no. We need to call Ami-chan. And she's like, fine. Okay. Well, do you blame her? I mean, I mean, how can Luna even, even assume that Usagi's going to go along with it after the, the put down? Yeah. Like, oh, I wouldn't oh, want to do it. Call your, your, your new BFF? Is that who we need to call? No, she's busy. Yeah. No, she's not here with us investigating the peril. Yeah, she's busy. Yeah. Who, who, who's here with you? Who's got your back, sister? Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it's the person yeah. who the show's named after. Yeah, Fuck you. The person who is essentially not admirable. Yeah. You're a bitch. Then Ami Chen shows up. They decide that they're going to investigate this bus by getting on the bus. And. Usagi's like, oh, look at all these girls wishing for true love. And then she starts to daydream about her true love. And it starts with Motoki Onisan, our precious little arcade fella. And then it switches over to Bay, who is almost literally the man of her dreams because she's daydreaming. Yes. His beautiful cape, his she's, beautiful hat. Seventeen year old booty. Um, that sounds you know, way too creepy. We're yeah. Uh, so- um, and then, and then the bus comes, and the bus driver is super scary, and all of these people who have been brainwashed get on it, no problem. And then Ami Chan's like, "Let's go." And Izaki's like, yo, this bus is scary. This bus is mad scary. <laughs> this bus is mad scary, and I am not getting on it. And then the bus drives away. Into a black hole. A literal black hole. Like, she flies. Mm. That shit flies. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And here's what I thought. Good job, Crybaby. You, you just you just saved you and your friends. With mm-hmm. your yeah. I said, I said, good call. Help. I said, good call, Usagi. Yeah. And then we switch to the crazy floating void universe that must be connected to the dark room where Jada stands in to collect, power, to collect energy. Okay. And we learned that the bus is basically an amped up version of the spinal tap pods from episode four. <laughs> because rather than doing sapping one person's energy gradually over time, it saps everyone's energy in like a second. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a good, good system. Yeah. Um, it looked to me like, you remember in Men in Black? Yeah. And you see that the, there's a universe in a tiny little... Uh, yeah. A- On Orion's belt. Correct. It, it looks like a marble. Yeah. And then you look closer and it's a, a universe. Mm-hmm. That's what this alternate dimension, this other dimension, I don't say alternate, yeah. I'm going to say other dimension. Yeah. That's what it looks like it, to me is a bunch of those little universes and they're spaced equally from one another. And then it's got some, and then it's got some trash that, that showed up to get yeah. the trash. Another point, I'm going to go ahead and just jump ahead because yeah. I Really well, like, no, we are 100% at the commercial at this okay. point. I really like the fact that in, in the manga mm-hmm. that this other dimension, mm-hmm. this portal to the other dimension, happens in what would be the sixth. Uh, it would instead of being a five corners intersection, mm-hmm. this is the sixth. I like yeah. that idea. They don't bother with it here. In the no, they take away it's some of that. Cool. The, well, they take away some of that lore. I think a lot because 
whereas in you, you, and you see it more today in more anime as it's become more accepted and popular outside of the of Japan and sometimes it gets more serious as well but a lot of the in mangas a lot of the spiritual serious elements get kind of cut out because they're like oh we got to make this more for kids so Things get a little dumbed down, but so... no, the, there there is a lot of good creepy lore in the manga. This is a cool idea. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Like, it is. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I like that. Like like that bench by my sister's house that looks at nothing. Like maybe it really is looking at something in another dimension. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll take you there someday. The bench that looks at nothing. Ooh. It's kind of spooky sounding. We're gonna we're gonna watch Salem and we're trying we're trying something out. Oh, so... oh, back up! Back up! Back up! Back up! Uh huh. Sorry. Is that the name of the birds? Phobos and Demos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Did you know Phobos and Demos are the name of Mars's two moons? No. Yeah. There you go. And that's why they're Latin, because we're, for some reason, we're, all of these are using the Roman gods well, and not the Greek gods. Huh? Well, I mean, Mars, f f that's just the name of the moons. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, the Romans came later. They got, they're the ones who had the... <laughs> the most recent yeah. polytheistic religion to, to base your naming of planets. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just the name of the moons, man. That's what I learned okay. in school. So, so she's got two crows. Huh. She, yeah. Makes her much less likable. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Usagi agrees with you right there. Yeah. Or not Usagi, but Luna. Luna agrees with you. Yeah. She's not about it. So okay. I, I like that Usagi comes the next day. And she runs up to Ray and she's just like, yo, look at you feeding your birds. That's cool. I saw this bus disappear. And she's like, oh, are you blaming my grandpa like everybody else? And she's like, no, no, no. I figured you maybe can help us figure out what's going on. Doesn't she have the gift of second sight? Yeah. She's like, you're a psychic. Maybe you have an idea. How I just, dare Usagi. How dare you, Usagi. You were a you're so you're so helpful and smart and nice, but did I miss what she said? She just wanted to be your friend. Yeah, yeah I just want to be friends with you, Ray. Just in any kind of storytelling. Somebody wants to be someone else's friend and they get rejected. I just am at the verge of tears every time that happens. Especially when someone's as pure of a heart as Usagi-chan. You put yourself out there. You're, yeah. You, you take you take a chance. Maybe a new friendship. Rejected. And you know what? I think at this point, Usagi's like, if you change your mind, I'll be first in line. <laughs> Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. Yeah. There's a little ABBA for you guys. <laughs> I can't remember the next line. Damn it. Let me know. <laughs> take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. Honey, I'm still free. I'm pretty convinced that all four of them are extraterrestrials. I wouldn't doubt it. I was, I was okay, just so, Abba. Okay, so we went, we went to the Church of the Poison Mind to get some advice about... Here, okay, we're going to... I'd like to talk to you about the difference between suspense uh -huh. and surprise. Yes. In visual storytelling. Yes. Okay? This is a surprise to me. Yeah. Do you know why? Okay, first of all, I should let you know what I'm talking about. Uh, for those of you who can't see through sounds. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's another pen. It's those people who don't have synesthesia. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's another pen. Yeah. A red one. Mm -hmm. That has a symbol on it for a planet. Correct. Yes. But where did it come from? What where did it go? From? Where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Where did it come from? Because what we see right before they cut to the pen is mm -hmm. a confused... What I, either Luna has gas... 
Or she's a little confused. It's a confused Luna. Luna, didn't you put that there? Isn't I don't know. Do you know why? It's a surprise. Uh, as I don't have knowledge that it's there, I discover at the same time that Ray does. Mm-hmm. That's a surprise. Suspense would be, we see Luna put it there. Mm-hmm. We notice that Ray doesn't see it right away. And the other, you know, scouts or who... Nobody, nobody notices. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, it, we're supposed to assume... Luna from her bag of holding yes. bust out the Mars pen. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That's a suspension of disbelief we're supposed to Yeah. Pen for. Because Luna, at this point, we have established that Luna is really good at, as you said earlier, has just this extensive pen collection, which on... Oh, I have to find it. I have a little keychain that I don't remember where I put it, but it's I got it in Japan from a gachapon machine, little, like, coin machine. And it's a little miniature version of the disguise pen, and it has a little switch, and you switch it on, and the little crystal at the top lights up. So, I just imagine like the first multi the multicolor package shark mm. is kind of like what she's got, but they're I mean they're planet pens. All right, here, so okay. here we go. All right, our, our, our girl Ray picks up the red pen. Yeah, and she's oh. just like she's like then sure. The, then you have the love junkies here. Yeah. And Jadeite, who has the perpetual shadow on his face. He looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He does a little bit, yeah. yeah. But with blonde hair. Okay. It's like... Those look like... Zoik's barrel! Those look like leaf... Those look like lift passes if you go skiing. But that's not an amulet. Yes, they are, because it's a little bit different. So, I believe we talked about in the fortune-telling episode... About when you get the little the the sticks and things like that, and you oh, read yeah. the fortune. Um, similarly, when you go to shrines, you can purchase an amulet, and you, you can take it with you. And then there are some amulets in like things of protection, and whatnot, where you can write a name on it, and you hang it up, and then that person or whatever is protected by the deity that protects the shrine. It, additionally, it'll get you up to the Mogul Hill. And uh, it'll get you to the black diamond. <laughs> because it's you know ticket. that f- <laughs> it's weird because when we went to Fushimi Yanari, which is in Kyoto, it's this beautiful, 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 beautiful shrine, and it is it is built into a mountain. And when you go to it, as you're going up, and there's thousands of steps, <laughs> but as you're going up, the entire stairway up there is literally, you're in this tunnel of uh, Shinto gates, Tori, which are those red gates that you see at the beginning of the shrine or whatever, but... The ones that look like stanchions for the movie theater kind of deals? Yes, but it's it, but they have uh, power to, to hold spirits back and to bless the area and whatnot. And so... It's just like you're walking through this giant tunnel of Tori, and it's really beautiful. But you said going up a mountain, and literally, we were climbing up there, and we happened to be going up this particular mountain on the hottest day of the time there. It was several degrees above 100, and super humid, yes. Does this story end with a cable car? It does not end with a cable car. It might end with snow patrol, though. Speaking of cable cars... Lots of music references in this one. <laughs> not good ones, either. No, but we go we go up a mountain, and that's the whole thing. Is like we we look at the we look at the map, and we're like, oh, it's not too far. We'll just we'll just hike it, and you know, 
two and a half plus hours later and lots of stops. They have like little stop offs where you can buy ice cream on the way up and should have been your first morning, but yeah. yeah. We got all the way to the top of this mountain. And by the time we got down, it was almost night. So, <laughs> But it was beautiful. And that's what made me think of, because shrines, lift tickets, mountains, there was a connection there. So, here we, I'm sorry to, to bring it back to the cartoon. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at Shaggy here. Yeah. And he's, he's obviously had a number of Scooby snacks. Oh, yeah. Prior to like Scoob. handling these, these love junkies. Yeah. Um, it almost looks like he's got sunglasses on. Yeah. He's definitely surfer dude. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't tell you what I just thought because it's a spoiler. But let me just say, <laughs> there's a character that's going to be introduced in the future, and you have to listen to the deep translation if you think surfer dude. <laughs> it's definitely oh my god! Everyone who's seen the series knows exactly who I'm talking about. I'm just saying so. that Jade had steep cover here. I mean, his his exposure is high. Is I mean, there's a huge risk, like yeah. if he's found out, you know. In this, I mean, first of all, um, sacred ground. He's messing yeah. around, you know. Oh yeah. He's messing around at the temple, and yet, and still, his access to the energy of young girls is is is, is nobody's doing anything about it. Why mm-hmm. is why is this energy so easy to steal? Because nobody listens to girls when they say something's going wrong. Excuse me. Nobody listens to girls when they say something is going wrong. Maybe the girls should think about that. Maybe they, maybe they should boost their credibility. I have so many things to say right now. <laughs> let's and they're all going to be. Let's rewind. Angry let's, let's and ranty. I, I suddenly, I, I suddenly and, thought of a whole different side of this, and I would I would like to, I would like to retract <laughs> and also redact mm-hmm. need be mm-hmm. what I said. Okay. Let me go back. I have to look at our episode list real quick. Because there was an episode where we legitimately talked about yes. stuff about this. Yes. But I, mean, I think it's good, you know, it's good to lay, to, to make some rules and some draw some lines in the sand. Because this is, the, the fact is, is that even more so in the manga, I noticed mm. than in Anami. Uh, <laughs> They're sexualizing fourteen-year-old girls, mm-hmm. very much so. Mm-hmm. And so, to not talk about it, I think, is is irresponsible. Yeah. Also, it's a lot of fun for me to to talk about Purdy Perkinson and his pretty ways. <laughs> no, but back when we were talking in episode two, where Umino is being, you know, a little pushy, yes. and there are some. Uh, Unwanted. unwanted advances and whatnot that kind of lends itself to you know what, what I was saying where you know nobody listens, nobody listens to these girls nobody listens to girls because it's just like oh hey they're being hysterical they're crazy you know yeah I don't want to be on, on, on the misunderstood side of that particular yeah yeah so that that isn't what i that isn't what i was responding yeah. to when i said they should boost your credibility i'm i got these two love junkies up on the up, yeah. up on the screen and the, the, look at this they're not giving expert testimony right now no giving, yeah no and shortly they're going to be in another dimension so it's hard to give solid facts when you're you know right. yeah floating in a in a bus right. in nowhere in the middle of nowhere okay unpausing yeah. Ugh. Look at that creepy eye. Those eerie, ice-cold eyes of his. Could they be the reason my prophecies and divinations aren't going well? Yeah, 
Ray Chan's on to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what what big old balls on Jada? Like yeah. And he doesn't even he doesn't even flinch that she's basically tells him to fo. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like very good. Yeah. What? A she's like seated. Easy to spot in a crowd. Motherfucker. <laughs> Damn it, Jada. I just... The scene that we've paused on here, I would just like to point out that, like, the you got the girl who is... You got the two girls with the bow in their hair, right? The one with the shorter hair totally looks like Naru. And then two girls behind her. Look, it's Ami-chan. <laughs> and yeah. up at the front, you kind of have, like, a Sailor Moon ripoff. <laughs> and it's just like... Yep. The animators didn't... And then you have a girl who has basically the exact same hair as the Sailor Moon riff-off, two girls past that, and then the two girls in the middle are the same person. What, well, see, what you don't realize is that this, this frame by frame huh. is lifted from the movie Titanic. And it's, it's wide-shot Titanic of the deck, mm-hmm. where they only had so many CGI characters and they kept replicating them. Uh, this, is, this is a... a that's what this is. Ah. Uh. Or it's like in the Matrix when they hired a bunch of twins. No, it's not like that. Okay, it's, it's like Titanic. Okay, Titanic. <laughs> okay. Ha! Bus so The bus arrives. This is, oh, yes. Oh no, it's coming. This is the bus of terror, by the way. This yes. Is the one that she threw a, a tantrum about last. Oh yes. Twenty-four hours earlier. Yes. I like the all-terrain uh, tires. Yeah. And I would like to. Does that does that bus uh, does that bus have a lot of uh, of gravel or does it have a lot of uh, wash like road? Oh, no, they. There's not a... Why is it so... Why are those tires so beefy? Because there's not a lot of traction in the middle of a void, and so they need as much traction as they can get. Well played. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, no, I like the fact that Uzagi totally noticed that the pen was left with with uh, Rei. And she's like, Luna, why did you do that? Which I think... I feel like Usagi, after seeing... Ami-chan get the... But, of course, Usagi was fighting Ayoma at that time, so maybe she wasn't quite paying attention. I thought that it was a challenge. Like, I thought Usagi's like, you making a move on my one? Yeah. Back off. I saw her first. That's right. And she's beautiful. So, our girl... She does not want to get on this bus. 24 hours later, still doesn't want to get on the bus. No. Which is fair. I'm with her. I am 100% like, yes. Especially when you see this thing. Yeah. The, The driver... No, she's she's the driver is intimidating as fuck. Yeah. Look at those cheekbones. Really severe. Panty shot. Panty shots are. Please let me give me a break. She has a brain a brainstorm. Brain blast, brain. a la Jimmy Neutron. Okay, so here it comes. Transform me into a gorgeous flight attendant. Diane Sawyer. <laughs> oh, and all oh. The, all of the young girls are already passed out. So the whole reason that Usagi becomes a flight attendant when she transforms to get on this bus is because it is her sole duty to make sure that the passengers have a safe and pleasant flight. She just wanted to adopt more authoritarian. Yeah. uh, You know, which her her authority wouldn't be questioned. Which I totally get because, example, when I go to conventions, Okay. okay, and I don't cosplay. And I go there in just my plain clothes, and I got, like, a nerd shirt on, and I'm wandering around. I feel so horribly out of place. I feel uncomfortable. I feel awkward. I don't want to approach people. I don't want to interact. I feel weird asking people to get their pictures. When I go to a convention and I am cosplaying, 
regardless of who or what it is, I have so much more confidence because there's everybody else around me in these in these cosplays and whatnot. And people are stopping. They're like, oh, can I get your picture? And I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Can I get your picture? That's great. And it's just I get it. I get dressing up for the situation is just yeah, it's amazing. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I I don't have a problem with any of mm-hmm. Usagi's motivations to want to be a sexy stewardess. All right. Oh, okay, here we go. I won't let you take this bus over. Yeah. Because she has the authority to mm-hmm. do her job. And oh shit, now the bus is, yeah. is flying. Well, what a surprise. Yeah. It's not like this happened yesterday or anything. Mm-hmm. See? By See, look way. at those all-terrain vehicles. They are helping yeah. with the traction. By the way, their investigations got them nowhere. No. Except... No, they already no, they already knew that the They bus already knew that the bus was going to disappear and Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> okay, stop. What up? It she okay, she's psychic and she's also a, sh- a Shinto priestess okay. or a Shinto shrine maiden. So why am I getting those subtitles? Why am I getting the, because is that the, the, I mean, is that, is that Yes, that is 100% what she's saying. Okay. And they don't translate. That's, oh, these are just it's like a kind of yeah. It's a it's a mantra. It's it's for shrine shrine priestesses and maidens and things like that, because it's part of the Shinto religion. I thought I thought perhaps it was a, an older form of the language mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, because yeah, because I mean she's she's got the blue, yeah. I mean, she's got you know yeah. she can do shit. She can mind powers. Oh yeah. yeah. So no, this so is it's just it's just it's just it's basically just uh, just um yeah it's a mantra. So and she's got the hand movements that go with it. If you were going in a D and D standpoint, she is basically using the verbal and somatic components to cast the spell scrying. And she's got her magical scrying so she asks, fire. She she asks of the spirits of yeah. the spirits of fire. Mm-hmm. What is the origin of this evil, and what does she get? Uh, Jadeite. Jadeite huh. wearing his current disguise wardrobe. Actually, yeah. That's oh yeah. Very specific visions. Yeah. The, the way we're paused right now, it looks like he has a little tiny soul patch, and I'm a little... Bu- yeah. He looks like my stepdad in the 90s. He looks like Dobie Gillis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, goodness. So you're the cause of this evil. Huh? Don't act dumb. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, by the way, I can summon portals out of nowhere. Right, I can summon portals, and... What kind of energy is he going to get from her? She's not. She's not uh, wishing for love. No, but he, but he doesn't always need love energy. As we he, I know. Is, I know you want to believe that Jada. It's all about the the precious sugar energy of young girls. Yes. But he does obtain other energy, like crazy frenetic workout energy. So three buses have gone through the portal in this story, right? Uh. At this time, yes. What did she land on? Is she on top of a bus? She's on top of void juice. Okay. I don't know. A sandbar in space. Yes. Direct order from, yeah. Look, like Sailor Moon. Transform. Usagi, she's, transform. She's like, Usagi, transform to Sailor Moon. I know we've been transported to a different dimension, and you didn't want to get on the bus in the first place, and all this stuff. And Usagi's like, I am so done with this I, shit. I like that. I, I'm sick of this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, girl, I there are many things about this show that I relate with, but I relate with that so hard. I'm like, I am so sick of this. But then she does what I typically do as well. She bucks up. But I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so sick of this, but I'll do it. Yeah. So that is 
that is as far as I'm concerned. That's that's Usagi's first step to becoming a responsible adult. I believe that that character trait mm-hmm. is admirable. Yes, it's uh, a- it's admirable. It's important. I admire her. Fuck you, Luna. I got as close to the mic as possible yep. for that one. Boy, Luna is getting the beat down. Luna, I mean, damn. Oh, oh, okay. So, what does Luna cite as her strength? <laughs> your carefree attitude, carefree, and carefree attitude and optimism are your strengths. Mike, at me, I have a carefree attitude and optimism. You do. It's actually helpful. Are those my strengths? Those, those are some of your strengths. Oh, thank you. I wouldn't necessarily like when it's time to start the fighting. Yeah. That's not. That's not how you pump up the troops. That's true. You know. But is that how you pump up the jams? Pump it up when the beat starts thumping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and can Indeed. now that now that we're paused on her hand as now she that you brought up technotronic technotronic yes pump up the jam pump it, it up that's beautiful so I'd like to point out now that we're paused sure. on Sailor Moon's hand as yes. she's transforming all the Sailor Scouts when they transform get nail polish and then they put on gloves pretty on the inside I'm not sure I like I've that. never understood that for as long as I've been a fan of this show why. Is it just aesthetically pleasing when you do the transformation sequence? And so that's what they did it. Because if I'm going to put on nail polish, bitch, I'm going to put those hands. I'm going to wave my hands in people's faces and be like, hi, how are you doing? Like, I'm going to start. It could also be the thing like your, your mom is like, are you wearing clean underwear? Because she doesn't want you found dead in dirty underwear. It's like, I mean, if. Well, to be let, fair, let, let's if you. Fail. Let, let's say they fail and Jadeite kills them. Yeah. They are killed right to death. Yeah. You know, you want to be looking good underneath those clothes. I mean, that's fair. Those kind of light you down, actually. You know? <laughs> but I will say, even if you're wearing clean underwear, if you die, then your entire body relaxes, then you're going to be wearing dirty underwear anyway. Except, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I agree. Yes. However, further investigation would prove that the um, the staining mm-hmm. happened post-mortem, and that uh, if that staining is on a fresh canvas, mm-hmm. then mom wins. Like... At least her under, she was wearing clean underwear at the time. Now, if you're wearing three-year-old, the three, three-year-old, three-day-old undies, mm-hmm. the crime lab will also know that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I saw that on CSI. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were like, how do you know? How do you know? She didn't respect her mom because her undies weren't clean. Her undies were filthy <laughs> before she soiled them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Moon prism power make up. Sukini kawate. But she doesn't even need to say it. She doesn't Why even need to say it. the baddie expecting the guardian? Because Jadeite told the baddie to expect the guardian because every single time Jadeite should have do something in the since then. In a conversation we don't see. Yes. But then also at the beginning when he's talking to Beryl, she's like, you've tried a lot of times to get this energy and to find all of this shit and... You failed because those Sailor Guardians keep fucking your shit up. What the fuck? And so I'm sure he's like, he gets the Yoba set up and he's like, listen, um, I really need to impress the boss. And you're probably, it's like when you work retail and you get the, you get the newbie and you're like, you might run into a guardian. It's like when you get the newbie and you're like, just a heads up, uh, there's this person that comes in every Thursday and they try to use a discount that they don't have access to and they will try and badger you and say, oh, but I do this, that and the other. And so I should get this discount. 
do not give it to them. That's a little different, though, than, than warning the guardian may show up. But similar, I guess. Similar. I, I just wanted to vent past frustrations because I literally had someone like that oh, when I worked. the first time I've heard that story. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <sighs> and any if anybody who listens to this podcast worked at that craft store with me, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. That lady. Yeah. <sighs> All so right. I was, uh, that reminds me of a conversation I yeah. was having via Messenger. Yeah. With my new friend, Sam. Yes. Hey, Sam, what's up? Shout out. Shout Uh, out. About you telling that story too much. Yeah. I'm going to become better friends with Sam than with you. You guys are just going to share repeat stories of me. So much to talk about. You guys are just going to chalk shit on me behind my back. So Luna's like, holy shit, that mark. Mm-hmm. Action! Says Moon Chiara, action. And it goes through her hair. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Ah, shit! Crows! Okay, so Ravens. So far, MTA has been a, a squid, totally missed. Yeah. Oh, but wait! Snap! Restraint. Oh, snap! We learn in this episode that Uzagi can make her tiara restrain people. Yeah. So this this Yoma. Is like, ha ha ha! You can't, you can't defeat me with this stupid f- fucking tiara shit. Like, I'm not dumb like everybody else. And she's just can, like, can you think of an instance in the previous episodes where restraining your enemy would have been helpful? A lot of instances, but I think this is a, an ability that she just recently leveled up, and so she didn't. Maybe in the middle of a dungeon, and she didn't have it before, and then she had to ask the veteran uh, tank. What Mame did <laughs> and be like, is this good? Should yeah, I keep this up? I actually made I'm I'm just I'm being kind of dickish mm-hmm. because I, I made the same assumption. Like mm-hmm. you don't you, you don't get even if you do, like you mm-hmm. the sweet new it's your first smartphone and look at all these functions. Mm-hmm. You don't learn them all. Oh once, no. You know. Some many of them you never learn. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I keep learning. So I've had my phone for, what, three years now? And I'm like, whoa, my phone can do that? <laughs> All right. Ray, take out the transformation pen that I gave you. Hold on. The cat just spoke to me. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I did, but I'll explain it later. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. We're learning the limitations of the tiara. <laughs> I love the fact that she's just like, I don't have a clue what's going on, but I guess I'll give it a shot because I'm in an alternate fucking dimension. So, I mean, how weird can it get? Right, yeah. So, I, she's all about I it. I point out that every one of these symbols, when they light up on the on the, on the the planet pens, mm-hmm. remind me of Prince. Oh. for one reason or another. Yeah, they, yeah. Just, they look like something Prince would have rocked in his yeah. sport coat or something. I miss him. At any rate, it looks like Sino of the Times. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here we go. Now, check this out. This is a transformation. Fire donuts. That is exactly how she transforms. Who's the lady in red? Lady in red. She's so disoriented by what has just happened during the transformation process. I love it. She's just like, I don't know what's going on, but... Yeah, but I'm going to... But you'll pay for your evil deeds. I'm done with your shit. And then she has a... a sense of urgency. She knew what was going on. Oh, yeah. She has a fire laser gun that turns into a giant firestorm. Her attack. Yeah. Mars attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I see what you did is. there. 
Fire Soul. Fire Soul. Fire Soul. Fire Soul. And Mercury was Bubble Fart? No, it was Chabon Spray. It was Bubble Spray. Bubble spray. We already determined Mercury is a support character. She's, she's, she's above being mocked or made fun of. Okay. Hey, what's your, what's your, what's your kill move? Bubble spray. Listen, first of all, Mercury doesn't need a kill move because she's a, a support character. And second of all, how dare you mock her and, and all of that stuff? She already gets that enough as is being the weird nerdy girl in school. Didn't you watch the last last episode? Well, not last episode. Second to last episode where she showed up and everyone was like, she's so weird. She's smart. Don't be friends with her. And now what are you doing? You're mocking her for being who she is. I just, how are you any better than the people who mocked her for being smart? How cool would it be if the nerdy smart girl who never had gone to the mall was the one who kicked ass? Sailor Mercury is consistently the most favorite scout in Japan. I'm just saying that if she had some martial arts and she had some like rip your spine out of your body moves, that would be a lot cooler. She's not Sub-Zero, okay? Okay. You get what I'm saying, is that why do I have to have my nose rubbed in the fact that the nerdy girl is a bard? It's, it's, she's like, why Why do that? Why live down to that stereotype? Why can't the nerdy girl be the one who who just who just blast and like lightning bolts? Give her something. You know, I mean, obviously yeah. she can't have fire. It's been taken, you know, but I mean. Because, well. Bubbles. Because bubbles. She's, she's all tactical. She is the person that makes sure that they don't die. Somebody out there agrees with me. Yeah. I'm just saying. I I know things. Yes. And that's, that's, and that's technically, cool. in, the, in the weird past future where you don't know, but you do know, she does use her attack to take out a Yoma. In- Bart song? Kill someone? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, there you go. All right. Yeah. One thing we can both agree on, Fire Soul was pretty good. Fire Soul. It turned into, to to throw into a Pokemon reference, it went from like, well, it started out as like, she made finger guns, but she clasped her one finger gun and she shot a little flaming ball of fire out of it. And then it turned into the Pokemon move Fire Spin and just decimated. So, and then I just like to point out here, we're seeing Ami-chan kind of say a little say a little before them Mads how old were you when you first saw this show I was it came out in 94 so I was about 4 you were 4 huh. how deep was your understanding of dimensional portals I mean it was more than an average 4 year old because I watched this show so and also your ability to abstractly conceive of things is probably more advanced at that age than most would be my guess. Just but the ability to verbalize that understanding of those quantum mechanics is a little more difficult when you're four years old. Or it, it could be one of those things you actually understand it quite well when you're four, and then you forget it. Like, you do all the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so here we have... Amichan's saying got, a little prayer. Merc. Mm-hmm. Merc. And, and why is she late? Why is she late to the, why is she late to the party? Studying. Studying. And she's praying, and her... Her little pen gives this little. She's like, and her her elevator. Yeah, and she is. Amichan might be showing us a way out of here, like through the only dimensional portal that's here. So, Tuxedo Kame shows up, and he just appears. Yes. Okay. Deep breath. What just happened? So they were like, "Oh no! How are we gonna get out of here?" We don't know how to reach the portal. And Tuxedo Kamen 
honk honk on the bus horn and said, I can drive you out of here. And Usagi is so excited to see him. She gets little heart eyes, stroby heart eyes, and she's like, oh, you're so cool. And then Rechan says, wow, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Who's so he? My notes say, Tux Mask. Uh-huh. Discuss. So how, do you, <laughs> how do you get to the other dimension? How do you, how do you get there? He followed a portal. I'm pretty sure clothes is behind him. We see it close. How do you get through <laughs> Maybe he was already... A Rose Sonic screwdriver? Well, we already determined that he kind of knows where he needs to be somehow, based on the last episode when he was at the clock shop, but he couldn't figure out why he needed to be there, but he knew he was supposed to be there. So theoretically... That was in the same dimension. That was in the same dimension, but theoretically he could have like been like... I need to be here on this bus going through here, and I don't know why, but I need to be here. And so he, you know. And just, I mean, just, I need to point out that no transit system, probably in the world, is going to let a 17-year-old drive the city bus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, what about in small rural towns where they don't really have a transit system, but it's just kind of like, I gotta go pick up my friends so that we can go to the Demolition Derby. Demolition Derbies are fun. Demolition Derbies are fun. I like watching stuff break and catch on fire. Yeah. yeah pretty cool. I'm a fan okay, of Demolition so, Derbies. So here we have Tuxedo Mask. He's, he's, he's in the captain's chair. Yeah. One of the, one of the missing buses. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not missing anymore. One of the, one of the buses. Technically, that- it is still missing because they're still in the other dimension. As long as, as, long as your point of view is reality, yes. Mm-hmm. It's Shows up right at the just like perfect timing. A wizard arrives exactly when you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Or yeah, nice Gandalf reference. Or really, really creepy stalker. Mm, I'm thinking more Gandalf because we we theory, theory C those little red gumballs in her hair mm-hmm. um, that were in episode one. What function did they serve? They served to let her know that Naru was in trouble. Let her know that somebody she cares about is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you think those are his balls? <laughs> On her head? No. Okay. And that's how he knows where she is and why she's in No. I know exactly the reason why, but they're I can't. I can't. No, they're not his testicles. She well, does for not... Now, for now, I'm going to remain undecided on that until, I, until I'm proven wrong. Well, you will be proven wrong. I just can't tell you. So... You're, you're, you're killing it. You're killing my fun. I'm so, sorry. I don't know. Ooh, that's so weird. How does he know where uh, she is all the time? What a great, what a great twist. And what a great Ooh. plot twist. Those are his balls. Those are not his. No, no, no. They're no. No. Right. no. Why? How he knows Why does here. everything have to be testicles with you? He's in the lead bus. Yes. That's towing the other two buses. I like how he's like, he's like, I'll drive you out of here. And then like, he fucking is like deuces and like yeah, leaves without oh, them. Yeah, yeah. But then now they're on the bus. bus. So. He's got his driving, his driving glasses on. Now, oh, oh. How? How? Does no one notice Jadeite standing up there talking? Yeah. His voice carries. He, he's standing oh, up at the. N- so it takes me, see, I'm there again, gone again. Right? Yeah. I mean, whoosh. Yeah. And what was missing from his appearance? A uh, rose. Where's the rose, bro? Well, he didn't have to throw a rose this time. I mean, my assumption is, is that that's how he started the bus. Was with the oh, bus. with the yeah, 
Rosen, yeah. I mean, everyone knows Rose into the ignition will start just about. Oh, yeah. So. It's it's like a poor man's lockpick. Yeah. Maybe huh. It won't start it in, like, regular reality of Earth. No, you have to be in an alternate dimension. Different dimension. And it has to be a, a magical Rose, and you have to wear a mask and a tuxedo. Well, pardon me. And it doesn't, it doesn't cause the bus no. to roll on the street. It no. causes it to fly back through yeah. the portal. Fly back through the portal. We're clear on that. So we yes. agree on that. That's, oh, definitely, that's, definitely. That's yeah. So, but Tommy, oh, what's going on here? Jada is standing on the edge of this roof, looking down on the bus, and everyone's there, and he's just like, "Oh shit, another Sailor Guardian. This fucking sucks. You're going to be a worthy opponent. Fuck you guys." And I'm like, "You're talking aloud, and you're talking down, and in a big open area, your voice is going to carry, buddy. Someone's going to hear you." Okay, so who did you hire to do surveillance? In my bedroom, so that you steal my ideas, and, and, and it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. Because this is this is what I this is where I was at. It was like when there's a fire, mm-hmm. and the authorities are looking; they're thinking it's arson, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they interview people who are watching a fire that's mm-hmm. happening, because oftentimes the arsonist will watch his work. So you've got this dude who is caught, who is stealing energy left and right. Causing all kinds of mayhem, havoc, and, uh, you know, the occasional kerfuffle. Why is nobody on the lookout for him, you know, here at the resolution? Like, like he almost got away with it. He, do you think he might be nearby, grumbling? I almost got away with it if yeah. it weren't for you meddling scouts. Just, 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 He's gone from being shaggy to being the villain. Just some bitter resentments and, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bitter monologue. Nope, no one looks around. No. Then he blasts they- off. <laughs> yeah. A la Team Rocket. Team Rocket's blasting off again. No, he's got... They have, in this episode at least... Does Ash ever show up in... No. In some fan art, sure, but no. So what I love about this is they... The scouts in this episode fall victim to the folly of every Batman villain is that they don't look up. Uh, because when you're, when you're watching Batman, where does he come from every single time? The Batman villains are down on the street and they're just like, burr, 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 and he swoops in from above and kicks them right in the head. Like, gotta look up. Look up, dude. So, okay. so now Mask, we got our, we, we got our deuces. Goal. Okay, we've got, we have Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon. Who is in love with Ray. Mm-hmm. She's also in love with Tuxedo Mask and Motoki. Yeah, she's got mm-hmm. a lot of love. Yeah, a lot of love to give. She's very, she's 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 possessive mm-hmm. and and petty and jealous. So what's the first? They they just saved so many lives. Yeah. What's the first thing on on his mind? Don't tell me you're falling for Tuxedo. Well, it's not even that. It's because you know, like. She's all happy to be back in the dimension. She's hugging Ami and she's like, we're here, we're here, we're here. And Ray goes, where did Tuxedo Mask go? And she's like, wait a minute. Are you following her Tuxedo Mask? Back off my man. Oh, it's very threatening too. And Ray. I to thank him. Wait, would you, would you believe that for a second? No, because she's got the super blush. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. This is basically the end of the episode. <clears throat> Pretty so, much. So has Sailor Moon not learned the lesson? That sometimes you can love and not have it returned. Sometimes I mean, it's one-sided. She's not been burned, brokenhearted. I don't think she has yet. Does it happen? I mean, I, I rarely ask. The, mm-hmm. You know, but it, it's in a very general way. Mm-hmm. Does she get her heart broken? Yes. Does she write a really good album after that? Because we've already does. no, we've already established that she can't sing or dance. Okay. So. So she. 
could not possibly have created a good album. Now, here we go. This Now, it, it took me this long mm-hmm. to be just... When we got to the point where your bay, and, and I, will, I will show respect to you. Yes. I was somebody who matters to you. I get great pleasure from browbeating you up. <laughs> but it's also not very... It's, it can be mean-spirited and you mm-hmm. can have teeth and stuff like that. I mean, I said in the last show, I was glad he showed up. Mm-hmm. It was the opposite in this one. I was like, are you kidding me, dude? You're up there in the flying bus. That's your contribution? You're going to fly those buses? How does he open the portal? Because he's already... He's already no, because... Mommy's little, little yeah, ray of light. because she's keeping the portal open. I, I, that, that part I'm okay with. What I'm not okay with is all of a sudden I was thinking, is this what was originally intended by the original in the in the canon first draft? Mm-hmm. Is this what the creator of what I'm coming to to really appreciate is some well thought out characters and storylines and, and, and what have you? Did is, did she want him in the driver's seat of the flying buses? Well, I don't know. Look in your manga. That's when because that's how quick I am. Mm-hmm. That's when it finally dawned on me to go ahead and consult. Mm-hmm. And it was like a. It's like fireworks going off because mm-hmm. a lot of questions that I've had that I've been afraid to ask you because you would make fun of me <laughs> were answered. You know, one of them being, why is the story so weak and mm-hmm. so stereotypical and so predictable mm-hmm. in some of these episodes? And like in tonight's episode, immediately I was engaged mm-hmm. and, and it was like, well, this is the introduction of Sailor Mars. Mm-hmm. So this is an important episode and mm-hmm. it's being treated as such. And I was like, that's probably what's in the manga. Yeah. That. And then, I, and then I, I looked at what was there. And, oh, I mean, as we've been watching and talking about it, the, all kinds of things were, I felt better about it. The Mickey Rooney, the crazy, yeah. that wasn't there. That was not intended. That I don't like that. But I don't want to talk about that again. Yeah. Um, other things that were in there, um, Tuxedo Mask does show up, but in a different capacity. And he also, I believe, he busts out a rose. Yeah, he's much more, much more helpful. Yeah, well, and then his advice his advice is go help your friends. Yeah. And that's useful. That's good advice. That's, that's useful other than, here, uh, jump on the bus. Yeah. By means we can't show. You teleported <laughs> here. I don't know. It's weird with this dude. And, yeah. And he, I noticed in the manga the Mysterious Stranger's in there, too. Mm-hmm. Because pork bun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited when I said, oh, pork bun, pork bun. Yeah. So it's Mysterious Stranger. My grand unifying theory isn't that grand. It's simply that um, it's noticeable that when they're drawing off of the, the lore, the original work, when they're drawing off of that, the storytelling is much better. Yes. There's the... Uh, and I think this would happen in, in any case where you're filling in time mm-hmm. between important story points. You're going to have very watered down, very... Um, just, just very predictable. Yeah. Reactions and also, like they don't get the new moves until you know you're in a good episode if they get a new move because that, yeah. that, that could inform you somebody who doesn't want to read ahead or look ahead. Yeah. Like okay, it's time to consult now because it's on. Like this, yeah. this is from this is from the originals. Yeah, definitely. My, basically, I just want everyone to admire me for having noticed a difference right off the bat in this episode. And I admire you always, Mike. And then go and then thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And then I I took it to the next level, and mm-hmm. my friend gave me the masterworks, mm-hmm. and I consulted them probably a little later than a person with a regular functioning brain would. But <laughs> I did nonetheless. And so thank you. Now I have to do three things for every episode, which is I need to watch the dub, the sub, and the 
Manga. The origin. But you don't have to do that for every episode no, because there. there's a lot of filler. So. I will tell you, speaking yeah. of filler, so we're in episode 10 now. We're going to get, there's going to be a good chunk of filler coming up here before we meet anyone new or get anyone new abilities or anything like that. I believe that. So. I think, we, I think one thing we've learned tonight is that you can have three pretty guardians. Mm-hmm. And you can make your show tight in mm-hmm. your podcast, you know, tight. But we shouldn't watch the episode when we're doing this. No. So long. <laughs> right. uh, so do your pitch with the social media. Okay. Well, first I want to show you a picture. Okay. All right. Okay. So this is a picture that I, and I am going to post it on the page, but this is a picture. That's the original prints of all of the manga. It's my sister's room from the, the very, and most of that binding is just falling apart because it was just crap. This is all the seasons? This is what... That's every single volume of... That's the full manga. And then those two next to it, the codename Sailor V1 and 2, I bought those for her when they were released in America because beforehand they were not released in America. Those, those are just Sailor V. Those are just Sailor V. Those are the, That's the origins upon origins. Nobody else... Nobody else, <laughs> nobody else shows up. Nope. The just Sailor V doing stuff. Yep. In Japan. Yep. I mean, it's a setting. But, yeah, I'm going to post that on the uh, social medias. How long ago was that photo taken? This was taken back at the beginning of this month. Oh, okay. So, not that long ago. Yeah, speaking of social media, you can always reach us by tweeting at us using hashtag MooneyCast or tweet directly at us by sending a tweet to at MooneyCast. We also have our Facebook page at, at facebook.com slash MooneyCast, and you can also go to our straight to our website across the mooniverse.podient.co is currently a work in progress. We are going to be revamping it fairly soon. I'm very excited. So we're going through that right now, but as always, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love to interact with you guys. We've been interacting with a lot of people on our Facebook page recently. And I, I'd like to say one thing, if, if I may. Mm-hmm. It may come across as though I'm very critical of the show. I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm discussing things. I'm, I'm asking yeah. questions that maybe I kind of know the answer to already, but I, I, they're discussion points and what have you. I really like the show. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that I, I think the show... If, if I thought the show was garbage, mm-hmm. I would say so, and we'd have the one-episode podcast. Yeah. You wouldn't have agreed to do the podcast with me. Correct. Yeah. And then also, you can listen to our podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, I did a download to my f- friend the other day. He was like, oh, your podcast, where can you listen to it? I was like, do you have Spotify? And he's like, yes. And I said, you can listen to it there. Do you have Google Play Music? Yes, you can listen to it there. Do you have iTunes? Do you have TuneIn? Do you have Stitcher? It's available do you have- all over the place. Ah, yeah. From different, different countries, evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different countries. What's the excuse of the people of my friends in this country? There are a lot of people in this country who listen to us. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Please keep listening. We appreciate everybody who interacts with us. We appreciate everybody who listens. We just appreciate everybody. This I, is awesome. I'd this is if everybody just started wishing people Happy Moon Day. Yeah. And like like that's normal. Like, oh yeah. Like the cool kids say it. Oh yeah, I've got. I, cool <laughs> yes, I've I've already gotten people who refuse to say Monday. They're just like, oh, it's Moon Day. Thank you. I'm like. That's how it starts. You're damn it right starts. it is. Next next Monday. Next time next, on Across the Mooniverse. Next Monday, we have episode 11. 11, which is called Usagi vs. Versus, versus Ray, Nightmare in Dreamland. Oh, 
That's a good one. That's a good, good one. Yes. I'm actually really excited for this one. I didn't realize this one was next. This one's really good. I expect the fight to be better. Oh, this one's really good. This is... Ah! I didn't didn't watch the the teaser. Can I tell you... Can I give you you a teaser on why it's really good? Sure. Mysterious Stranger. Ooh. I guess we'll see. All right. Have a good day. Uh, I'm out. Bye, guys.